0: This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com.
1: A warm welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Kavat. With a recent string of Chinese fighters entering Taiwan's air defense zone, Taiwan continues to bolster its defense capabilities on both land and sea. The latest additions of warships and new weapon systems takes place against the backdrop of increased Chinese aggression, and as regional allies raise concerns of a possible change in the status quo. Jaime Okon reports.
0: Taiwan's military has announced it will roll back plans to build a 4,500-ton guided missile frigate, similar to that currently operated by the U.S. Navy. Research for the radar systems was not yet completed. So the military is now looking to build smaller 2,000-ton warships while it seeks other proposals to bolster its naval combat capabilities. Taiwan is also looking to install locally produced 105-millimeter assault guns onto its Clouded Leopard armored vehicles next month another sign of just how serious Taiwan is taking its defense preparations. After recent Chinese incursions into Taiwan's air defense zone, allies like the U.S. are expressing concern.
2: We're clear-eyed about the challenge uh, that China presents. But China's not 10 feet tall. We remain steadfast to our One China policy and our commitments under the Taiwan Relations Act to support Taiwan's ability to defend itself while also maintaining our capacity to resist any resort to force that would jeopardize the security of the people of Taiwan. Now, we're working to bolster deterrence and not seeking to change the status quo.
0: But China might not share the same view. Earlier this week, Chinese state media reported that Chinese military were conducting island bombing drills in the South China Sea using live rounds and deploying sea mines to demonstrate their capabilities. It's that determination that has other countries in the region worried about China's next move. Kama and Hame Okon for Taiwan Plus.
1: Fears about the transmissibility of the latest COVID-19 variant, Omicron, are causing countries to review their lagging rates of vaccination. In Taiwan, more than half of the population is fully vaccinated. And as Sandy Chi reports, the government is seeking new ways to boost its vaccine coverage. Shop, jab and
2: gift, a new combination. Over the weekend, carrefour stores in Taiwan began offering Moderna COVID-19 vaccines for free without need for an appointment. This follows a recent announcement by the Central Epidemic Command Center to establish vaccination sites across supermarkets and retail stores. To date, around 78% of the population in Taiwan have received a first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, while almost 60% are fully vaccinated. But the Taiwanese government wants to increase those numbers. Even more, those who are vaccinated in this current branch will each receive a free $180 voucher and a lunchbox. Meanwhile, Taiwanese supermarket chain PXMOT expects to provide vaccination services starting next week in some 145 store locations. Those vaccinated at those stores will also receive a free gift. Short of mandating vaccines, the Taiwanese government has announced that essential workers in certain government-regulated industries will need proof of a second COVID-19 vaccine dose administered. Those employed by or working in institutions under the jurisdiction of the Ministry of Education, Ministry of Economic Affairs, Ministry of Health and Welfare and the Ministry of Labour will be covered by the new regulations. Anyone medically unfit for vaccination will need to provide negative test results on a weekly basis. Taiwan will also start administering second doses of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine on school campuses for students by December 20th. The Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is the only brand offered to the 12-17 to age group in Taiwan with the rollout of first doses in September. With easier access, the government hopes more people get vaccinated to gear up and fight against the pandemic. James Raynor and Sandy Chi for Taiwan Plus.
1: Thai authorities say they've seized almost 900 kilograms of crystal methamphetamine bound for Taiwan, with an estimated street value of up to 88 million U.S. dollars. The drugs were found in a shipment of 161 silicon slabs following a tip-off. Officials said the source of the packages was not yet known. Authorities in Thailand and Taiwan are now working together to investigate the case. With a recent string of Chinese fighters entering Taiwan's air defense zone, Taiwan continues to bolster its defense capabilities on both land and sea. The latest additions of both warships and new weapon systems takes place against a backdrop of increased Chinese aggression. A 43-member delegation from Slovakia has arrived in Taiwan. It's the highest-level visit since the country opened its representative office in Taipei. And it's the sixth visiting delegation since Beijing flew 150 planes into Taiwan's air defense zone starting on October 1st. The delegation is led by Slovakia's Deputy Economic Minister, Karol Galeck. It will co-host the first Taiwan-Slovakia cross-ministry meeting on economics, covering two-way investment education, culture and tourism. The six-day trip comes after Taiwan led its own trade delegation to the European nation in October and as a group of parliamentarians from Baltic states finish their visit to Taiwan. A number of European nations have developed warmer ties with Taiwan in recent months. And those nations are developing ties with Taiwan in the face of increasing reprisals from Beijing. The Baltic delegation's recent visit has reportedly resulted in the removal of Lithuania from China's customs registry, leaving tons of goods stranding at sea. I sat down with Lithuania MP Dovile Tsakilina, who was one of 10 European Union MEPs and public figures blacklisted by Beijing over their call for sanctions against China's human rights abuses in the Xinjiang region. She told me how important it was for democracies not to be bystanders and instead to defend every inch of democracy.
3: EU is quite unified on saying that they support Lithuania's relationship with Taiwan It does not violate any treaties, neither bilateral nor international treaties, and what is important in, in this sense is that we are understanding more and more that it's not a situation where we can give in to the bully, because that never helps just like in an individual psychology the same as in international relations if you give in to the bully he's going to press
1: further what do you think friends of taiwan can do to deter china short of sending in troops
3: so what happens is if bully is attacking a victim and everyone else are just quiet bystanders uh, then you know the bully can go as far as he wants but if Others are not the bystanders, but support the victim, don't allow the attack, name and shame, uh, explain why this is wrong, uh, suggest different methods of behavior. It's when we're talking about kids. But when we're talking about international relations, if we are unified and if we form a very clear Western Indo-Pacific ring of democratic countries, we sort of surround in democracies, in democratic ring, People's Republic of China, so then we are saying a firm stop to spread of hostility.
1: When we last spoke, you spoke about China showing its true colors as a global aggressor rather than a global power. Has this been on display whilst you have been in Taiwan?
3: Sending uh, fighter jets into the skies uh, uh, over Taiwan uh, during our visit uh, kind of shows that probably they don't understand uh, how democracy works and that threats and intimidation is not a way to establish your reputation as a global power. Because global powers are based on rules of law and of keeping to international standards. But if you are an aggressor, you have low self-esteem, you are not sure of yourself, you have to beat up everybody else around you because that's the only way you can rise up your self-esteem.
1: Taiwan and Lithuania have some shared similarities in their histories. How much do you see of the reflection between our histories?
3: I'd say that's pretty similar because Lithuania has been occupied, has been annexed by the Soviet Union, which was also a repressive authoritarian communist organization. And now you are facing threats from a very similar communist organization, uh, China Communist Party. So, uh, of course, this you know, rings a bell in, inside our, uh, us because one in five families in Lithuania has suffered directly from the Soviet regime, including my own family. So that you know is really painful memory mm-hmm. and uh, uh, my family members that are still alive will never forget this. So we really don't, uh, uh, don't want to see a- a- other um, people to suffer the same. I mean small countries next to authoritarian regimes face the same threats be it the 20th century or 21st century and that means that the lessons that we have learned may be useful to our friends.
1: A group of activists against nuclear power have completed a 30 hour march from Gongyao on Taiwan's northeast coast to the capital Taipei. Supporters join the group as they reach their destination in front of the presidential office building. The activists want the public to reject. The idea of restarting work on the mothboard fourth nuclear power plant in Gong Liao. The question will be put to a national referendum on December 18th. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat We leave you with footage of Santas taking to the slopes, skiing and snowboarding. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.